Welcome to the Meditation Conversation. You are listening to Karan Alessandra. Hi and welcome. In this episode, we will talk on how to meditate when you don't want to meditate because even if we are determined yogis or even if you're not determined yogi and just want to meditate a little, the truth is that life will give us challenges and, you know, then it's hard to keep up with our habits and especially meditation. Kara uh, has a very recent story to share on this subject. Right. So thank you, Alessandra. And a couple of weeks ago, um, we had to put our dog to sleep. I don't know if that's a term that is used across cultures. Is that yeah. how you say it also in Sweden? So that was a really difficult time for me and my family. She'd been sick for a couple of months in and out of the vet. And so although it seemed that the t- the end was near it still was a difficult thing to go through and the day after it died after it happened i was the kids went to school and my regular meditation time arrived and i just did not feel up to it i um i just had been crying a lot you know, the day before and then that morning also and just felt very low energy. And um, I remember thinking, I just, the last thing I want to do right now is sit in silence. My, my instinct was to go and do something to feel busy and kind of try to take away the, um, the pain by ignoring it basically. And, uh, but I know through the teachings that, um, it can be a slippery slope. It can be one of those things where if you let yourself be talked out of it one for one session, then it becomes that much easier to do that again the next time. And meditation is very important to me. So I didn't want to be tempted. And um, so I really had to drag myself off the bed because I was kind of sitting at the end of the bed crying, thinking I, I, I just felt like I was going to be dwelling on it if I sat down to meditate. And I um, went and sat on my meditation cushion and I meditated and I have to say that I felt so much better afterwards. And if you're new to meditation, it may sound like maybe I went and sat and just thought and thought and thought about it because you're you're it feels like you're not doing anything. But the truth is, you know, you have to get yourself to that space where you're transcending thought, and then a lot of healing happens. So um, 
it wasn't intellectualizing my way through feeling better. It was just being in that stillness. And a big part of my personal practice is to start with tr- with prayer and to try to connect with um, the with the divine, with a greater intelligence, um, a- an intelligent force, and so that was very healing for me to be able to kind of give my sadness over and give myself over in that vulnerable way to um, to kind of open up for healing. So for me, the there were two kind of important things that came out of that experience relating to meditation. One was using willpower to... Um, overcome my feelings of not wanting to meditate. And willpower is very important in meditation and in life. We all know that we're not going to get very far if we don't engage our willpower. Um, And Paramahansa Yogananda said, the greater the will, the greater the flow of energy. So if we want to keep our energy going. We need to engage our willpower. But also, when I went to sit down, I knew that if I wanted to feel peace with everything that was happening, I couldn't just sit there and expect that to come on its own. I had to kind of start my meditation by trying to get as much peace as I could before I started meditating. So um, I can't remember now who said it, but one of my teachers along the way, or it could have been a, a, one of their teachers, um, who said rather than meditating for the state that you want to achieve, so in, in my case, in that instance, it was rather than trying to meditate for peace, Try to meet that halfway and do what you can to meditate in that state. So it was sitting down and trying to summon up as much peace, as much uh, stillness as I could before I started meditating so that I could take that further instead of sitting down with a restless heart and thinking, okay, go. Now give me peace, <laughs> you know. Mm, I think the many of our teachers that say the same thing that it's actually how we do things, uh, not striving for, but trying to put ourselves in the attitude of joy or um, peace, but also to honor like our feelings because, like you did, it's important also to feel the things. It's just that mm-hmm. emotion, you know, it's it's emotion. It comes in and it goes out. It's like storms coming through in our lives. But, you know, being on the path of yoga or personal development doesn't mean you become free of these challenges. It doesn't mean you should, like, not feel them. Because we do. That's part of being human. But like you did, you feel it. We, we don't, or the challenge is to not let it, like pull us down completely 
mm-hmm. feel it. I mean, it, it's of course, it's a sorrow. It's a loss of a dear friend of yours and a family member. So you need to honor that pain and like you did. And I think what many of us do wrong is that we run away. I, I haven't had a dog, so I can't relate to that feeling. But I've had family traumas and it is really hard to sit down and meditate when you are in an emotional state because we talked about earlier about how the heart is so important and if the heart is upset it's really hard to find peace so we need to listen to the heart and you know let it grieve let it be sad for Mm -hmm. whatever is happening and because it's even worse to just trap that sorrow inside of us absolutely yeah and and retrap that energy yeah and you know, I think it depends on culture. Some some people, it might be harder to release it with tears. But, you know, I remember a while ago, I was going through, or someone close to me was going through something hard. And, of course, you know, when our close ones are in pain, we can feel the pain too. Um, and just like you, I, I went to the meditation pillow and I couldn't really meditate as long or as deeply as usual. But I mm-hmm. sat there and I... And I wept and I, and I let it out and I did what I could. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we need to use our willpower to do what we can at least. And I think also to be compassionate about ourselves mm-hmm. in those moments. Like when we are going through something hard, it's not the moment when you are going to be the hard teacher. Oh, you are supposed to meditate one hour a day, Kara. Well, hey, right. why are you not meditating now when your dog died? because mm-hmm. it's it's natural mm-hmm. we are we're just it's um i think it was swami kriyananda our teacher who said that you know the the path of yoga or anywhere where we want to go is should be directional you know you have the goal and even if it looks very far you need to climb to the top of a mountain in terms of ourselves <laughs> and mm-hmm something we want to manifest in ourselves we don't give up because the climb looks really hard Mm -hmm. but you know one step at a time right right and in terms of with Lucy I did find that also where as I mentioned I was tempted to just try to move through my feelings as quickly as I could and because it it's it, it hurts right to let yourself feel it can be more tempting to say well i'm just going to go run it off or i'm going to go shopping or i'm going to watch a movie because then i don't have to think and feel this or i'm going to eat a lot of food or something and they're all really tempting and they're they're actually more tempting, at least to me, than sitting there and really feeling, which was what I felt like I was going to be doing. Um, but by, I knew it was important to let those feelings flow, even though it hurts, because they're there anyway. And if you don't, as you said, you know, you want to let them flow 
so that because they are energy. And if you don't do that, they get trapped and then they manifest in different ways. You can have emotions that are misplaced, you know, or, anger towards somebody else. You know, even disease, like exactly. a lot of disease comes from trapped emotions. Exactly. And so we don't know in what which way, but it's going to come out somehow. Absolutely. So it's better to let it out when it's, when it's fresh, like yes. as tears, as painful as it might be. But Right. And then doing that meditation on top of that and keeping my meditation going, I think was very helpful in just helping that, helping me process, helping me heal and helping me get, keep that energy going so that it didn't get stuck. But, you know, grief is only one example of something that may make us feel a little held back or resistant. Um, there are many things on this material plane that can do that. So, Alessandra, do you have examples of when you've had to deal with this? Yes. Um, at the current, I'm fighting my laziness my tendency to want to sleep all the time but I'll do a cliffhanger here and I'll get back to that I just want to comment on <laughs> you for a bit first of all I just want to say to the listeners that you know when me and Cara talk about our meditation practice we are as teachers and you know we've, we have decided to be committed to meditation so you have to feel as well with yourself and checking how much you can commit so if you feel like that sounds crazy, you know, to commit to yourself. And we're not saying you have to meditate every day. You have to find your way with meditation. Mm-hmm. But just so you know that. And I also want to say that because I know you and I talk to you almost daily, it's been beautiful to see how you use this sorrow because that's really what yoga or personal development is about something hard happens to you and you transform it into something that helps you grow because we are going to do some online satsangs with uh, a community and I know you have been planning to use this happening in your life to share with others how you actually met that circumstance and this is what we can do with everything in life when we go through, through something hard there is someone else going through the same thing or similar things. So by being more open and vulnerable, we can help each other instead of pretending that I'm so fine <laughs> and like as if nothing is happening. Well, thank so, you. I'm really touched. Thank you very much. So, okay. So back to my little <laughs> problem, which is not as hard as losing someone we love. But, you know, we talked in a previous episode about the different levels of consciousness and we talked about how big part the subconscious is. And so we have many subconscious tendencies and apparently I have a tendency to want to sleep a lot. You know, I can blame (laughs) nature. I can blame that I am a mother of a little child and I don't get a lot of sleep. But... Um, well, you know, when I say I want to blame nature, 
if you haven't been far up north as we are here in Sweden, we, uh, because of the how the planet tilts, we get a lot of darkness. So sun goes up around, well, now it's starting to get brighter again, but around eight and sets around four or five in the evening. So, you know, it's a lot of darkness. Yeah, that's and... not much sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> no, and because it's winter, uh, sometimes it's like just a few hours of sunlight. But once again, we have to use those challenges. So if we want to, uh, we can use those challenges. And for me to strengthen my willpower, I mean, it's, it's like going to the gym. You know, every time I fight my tendency to we just want to go to bed with iris and forget about the meditation and i choose to meditate i strengthen the tendency to actually um, follow my willpower instead of just giving into the subconscious tendency of being lazy and wanting to sleep and Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong we all need to sleep we know what's proper sleep to ourselves and that's very important but in my case, I just see this shift and I want to overcome it. But there are different ways to get around it as well. Um, I mean, after the summer, I went to a retreat and I told you in one of the first episodes how I got up five o'clock in the morning. So obviously nowadays I don't. <laughs> I, I, I sleep until seven with Iris and but some days I wake up earlier than her and I do meditation. And if not, you know, I said earlier, we find our personal commitment, which I have decided to meditate at least a little bit morning and evening. But, you know, morning can be, maybe I can get five, 10 minutes when she plays with something, or maybe I have to do it at lunchtime and then do a longer meditation in the evening when she gone to sleep and uh, it was actually one of our teachers who told me this summer that you know if you are meditating it's good to try and invite the kids as early as possible and just say that you know I'm gonna go and meditate you can come if you when you want if you want to not to make them excluded so I've been trying to do this now because <laughs> I don't oh. get up time so I said you know Uh mom's gonna go meditate and you can come whenever you want it's just that be a little bit quiet and Mm -hmm. you know sometimes she comes and she sits a little bit for (laughs) 10 seconds you're like so now I'm now meditate (laughs) right (laughs) I did it Uh, yes but you know because that's something I I'm doing and um in a family, we respect each other, and mm-hmm. you know, also to make her feel included in that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Practice. That may also take some of the intrigue out of it, to where she may be less likely to interrupt you. Mm. It's yeah. funny. We were talking about my dog Lucy, and I still have a cat who's kind of a kitten. And even before we re- recorded this podcast episode. I notice that usually the room that I record in, she wants to come in because I have the door closed and she's not on the right side of the door. (laughs) And today I thought, I'm going to bring her in 
beforehand so she can get used to it and she can be in here. Well, of course I bring her in and she doesn't want to stay in. So I thought, well, then that will take away that wanting to be in here because she chose to leave, if that makes sense. So it might be the same with Iris. You're welcome to come in. Well, if I know I can be in, I don't want to. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a lot like that. Yeah, Um, we're all so finicky. But to come back to the subconscious, uh, there was a quote in one of our teacher manuals where it says, to change one's life truly, one must dig down into his subconscious thought patterns and redirect them. So, I mean... Maybe you're not fighting laziness. There are many different tendencies we might want to fight. Maybe it's being angry or have a tendency to be over-emotional. And step one is always to be aware of our patterns. And this is where meditation is a great tool because it makes us aware of our patterns. But this can also be uncomfortable. This can be a reason why we stop to meditate because sometimes we encounter something about ourselves um, perhaps we're not conscious about it but we just feel this resistance because we encounter something within ourselves which we don't really want to see but I find also this is the beauty about meditation because it's not that you have a therapist or a coach there sitting there trying to pull it out of you mm-hmm. when you're not ready you, you can go at your own pace and you meet it when you're ready but if you really want to transcend, if you really want to change, we have to be a little bit more tough on ourselves sometimes. It's a balance. Right. Oh. And it's also through meditation, the difference with meditation versus like psychotherapy, for example, is that intellectual versus energetic or mm-hmm. consciousness. So you can achieve wonderful results with like a psychotherapist, but you're doing that more on an intellectual level usually where you're talking it through and you're reliving it or you're um, dealing with it emotionally as well. But with meditation, there is that difference where you're just trying to raise your consciousness you're trying to change your energy and you're healing on that energetic level. So you're not intellectualizing it. You're not trying to specifically relive anything, for example. I don't know if that difference is too subtle, but no, for to, me, to it makes a big difference. To go back into the trauma, you mean to... Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, I know for me, another way that I find I can overcome feelings of resistance with meditation is through different um, books or movies that I watch. For example, right now I'm reading a book on a great Indian saint, Ananda Moima, and just reading about her life is so inspiring and I know that I want in order to achieve any sort of um, I mean I, I can't put myself anywhere near her same 
plain, but it's inspiring to try to reach toward her, for example. Or even if a saint doesn't resonate with you, I've listened to some talks. Um, For me, it was through Ananda.com where they have like different webinars. And sometimes they'll have the physics behind it or how science and meditation, where they meet and how like quantum physics, physics um, uh, is runs in parallel to some of the yogic teachings and how like, so looking at it more from a scientific perspective and what they know about energy and how particles behave and how it kind of backs up the possibility of miracles, for example, or um, I find that also very powerful and it helps my meditations become more powerful because it kind of gives like a more material backing to them. Mm, Yeah. So that's another thing or watching a movie about a saint. You and I both watched um, that Padre Pio um, documentary or movie Mm-hmm. a little while back. And that was also, I noticed a big improvement in my meditations from that. Yeah, that's a so, good point. And sorry. No, that's, I'm finished. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say that, you know, it can even be a coach. And like, mm-hmm. I think my, the majority of personal coaches nowadays, and like, even leaders, uh, I saw a friend of ours who's running his meditation business in the Somewhere is it Dubai? Is it Abu Dhabi? Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that now Google and Apple are giving meditation to their coworkers because mm. they see the benefit of it. Yeah. And so you know, people see the value in it and just find a way to inspire yourself and also accept that life has dry spells. Life has dips, like with our relationship with others the relationship with ourselves which is what meditation really is about the relationship to yourself sometimes you will have the most beautiful meditation and you will just feel so uplifted and you feel like you healed something that you let go of something then there will be moments times it can be a longer time and when you just feel like i really don't want to meditate and Mm -hmm. Once again, coming back, it's a it's a practice. Just like you work out with your body, if you want to run a marathon, you need to work on your muscles and or mm-hmm. perhaps not so much muscle mm-hmm. um, to be able to run the whole length at the mm-hmm. end. And that's what we do in meditation as well. But you're working within yourself, right? And perhaps also come back to your intention. Why did you start to meditate? And go back to that. Perhaps it was, um, you know, a lot of anxiety. Maybe you overcome the anxiety, but you might have found something else on the way, which now is your carrot to get you going. Then there is another thing you can do to keep your meditation going. Like if you really want to commit to it and be good at it, just like with anything, if you want to learn to play the guitar of course there's youtube always nowadays (laughs) but um i mean 
I would not have been able to be where I am today without my teachers. I mean, I have meditation teachers. I even have a coach. <laughs> I have a lot of friends that I meditate with. And I, I mean, me and Cara and some friends of ours, we get together once a week to meditate together. And I really feel that gives so uh, much energy to my mm -hmm. meditation practice. And uh, like yesterday, I've been having a flu and I really wanted to. Uh, this was not the subconscious tendency to sleep. It was just being sick. Mm -hmm. uh, but I went to the meditation and I felt so much better afterwards and even better, you know, meditation and sleep. Mm -hmm. And today I'm I'm almost on top again. Yeah, you uh, look so, great. <laughs> and to get some to get some help, you know, mm -hmm. we are stronger together than we are alone. Mm -hmm. So find your community, or mm -hmm. find some friends that um, can help you. Right, and of course you and I are always available too. So you can yeah. always connect with Alessandra or I, and we're happy to help. So, mm. yeah, and it's also important to find someone you connect with. You can talk to us and feel if you connect with us. Otherwise, there are many other teachers out there. Mm -hmm. And absolutely, good. Well, I hope that this helps you to know that. First of all, if you do find it hard sometimes to motivate yourself to meditate, that that is normal and you're not alone, and that maybe you found some gems in here to help you next time you feel that way. We thank you very much for joining us. Please subscribe, and we look forward to the next meditation conversation. <laughs> <laughs>